0: Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast, a podcast designed for you with insights from fellow members, as well as NFP and Partners Financial experts.
1: Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Partners Financial Podcast. I'm Kristen Boulad, and I'm excited to be joined by Ken Samuelson and two individuals that he works with regularly, I will let Ken introduce our guest speakers today and talk a little bit about why it is that Ken and I thought that these individuals would be really great additions to the podcast and people that we expect you'll be calling pretty regularly. So, Ken, thank you for joining us today. And if you wouldn't mind talking about Litco and um, the individuals that we have here and sort of teeing us up, that would be great.
2: Uh, Kristen, thank you. It is my pleasure to introduce Leon Wessels and John Barkhurst to the Partners Financial Membership. We've had the pleasure of working with their company. They call Litco, the life insurance trust company. They are actually the largest trustee of trust-owned life insurance in the country. If they're not today, they'll soon become that by virtue of the fact that they have taken over the blocks of business of numerous very large financial institutions, and I'll leave it up to Leon and John to discuss that in some depth, as well as their background in this space. Litco has been a preferred provider for our firm when it comes to the topic of who is going to be the trustee of the life insurance trust. Often in the absence of, a corporate, of an inflexible, often corporate trustee, a family member becomes the trustee, and often that can Lead to, you know, uh, an inexperienced person running the trust, which can often lead to, uh, at best, a little bit of confusion and at worst, uh, some fatal mistakes happening in the administration of the life insurance policy from the trustee's point of view. Litco is a skilled, experienced provider in this space. Their fees to perform this function are also very competitive. I will leave it up to them to discuss that. And uh, they've been just a joy to work with. Now, one of the questions we get is, you know, why, why is it important to work with somebody who really understands what they're doing? And um, I, could, I could give several stories from, you know, I've been doing this 40 years, so I could give several stories from my experience, but one stands out. And that is uh, many years ago, probably 20 years ago, a board-certified estate planning specialist in a nearby city, who was probably had the highest professional reputation of any attorney in the city, happened to be serving as trustee for a very significant client of his with a very significant policy in the irrevocable trust. Of course, he meticulously sent crummy notices, he meticulously watched the policy and did a good job of serving as trustee. However, there was one fatal mistake the client died, and the policy was not actually in the trust. The policy was outside the trust. That generated over $5 million of estate tax that was due by the client. This became a publicly known matter, and very unfortunately and sadly, the lawyer, who was a very skilled practitioner serving as islet trustee, was so humiliated by this that he literally left the profession and actually developed some metal weaknesses as a result of this horrible experience. So that to me is the clarion example of what can go wrong in the uh, world of violence. And why do we need professional, truly professional, fully dedicated help? Because things can go wrong. Uh, Policy premiums can be missed. Notices can be, uh, crummy notices can be missed. You need somebody with systems, processes and expertise and, Our recommendation, literally after having been involved with Litco and another major bank that also does a very good job with this, we're pretty convinced and we push clients to not have individual trustees, but to use Litco. And our experience has been outstanding. So that is my way of setting the stage.
1: I know I've had the pleasure of working with a lot of the people in your office who have a really dedicated, professional, smart staff that you rely on. I Pretty heavily. And I, before we, it, we transition over to Leon and John and hear more about Litco, can you just talk to me a little bit about your staff's impression of Litco? As we all know, it really is all of the other people that are involved that get life insurance sold and monitored.
2: Well, I mean, uh, I know where you're going with that. Uh, my staff has had an outstanding experience in working with Litco. Um, they're, they're responsive, they are knowledgeable, They're instantly available and they're also uh, very easy to work with and adaptable. Um, You know, they're going to stay very much inside their professional guidelines and responsibilities as fiduciary, but they're going to have a mindset of, you know, how do we get what needs to get done, done, which is what all of us as principals at Partners Financial appreciate. And I find them to be um, very, very uh, cooperative and helpful. Um, in that regard. So thank you for asking.
1: Oh, of course. So Leon, um, Ken has set the stage. He's highlighted the importance of having a professional trustee that works with the clients and his staff and the advisors. And you, before we get into sort of the nuts and bolts of all of the different ways that you can help, can you just give us a high level um, of your services, talk about sort of your background and where you guys are located, because that's really an important piece of the service that you offer as well.
0: Absolutely. And thank you, Kristen. And and thank you, Ken, for the kind words. It's a pleasure to join you today. I have my associate and longtime partner and friend uh, through the business, John Barkhurst, who will um, be weighing in a little bit as well as we move in uh, to the discussion. But, you know, you asked a little bit about where, why did you... Know, I guess kind of the, the question we get a lot is, why are you guys crazy? Why are you doing just islets? Because John and I it, it worked in this space, I guess, going back to 2002. And we originally created a company that provided back office services and policy reviews just for trust-owned life insurance. And so we've had the um, you know the benefit of working with several hundred banks and trust companies and law firms and CPA firms over the last 20 years. And and there's one common denominator within that group is they have a tendency not to really get excited about insurance trusts. And and yet many of these organizations, you know, represent thousands of, of islets. And so as a service provider, we got, you know, very familiar and comfortable in working with them. And through those experiences, we really um, came to realize what was lacking and and what was needed to to provide a, you know, a better service and a better experience as it relates to the insurance trust. And so ITM 21st is really our, our core company. That's where John and I you know, really um, grew our roots into this business. Um, and as Ken indicated earlier, we really be, have become the largest administrator of insurance trusts uh, through that service provider over the last, uh, I guess, since 2007, when we started providing an outsourced service. But it wasn't until a few years ago that a lot of the the trusts that we serviced, a lot of our our partners um, started expressing an interest in maybe getting out of the business or minimizing their exposure um, in the insurance trust space. And so, you know, we put our heads together and we went to South Dakota and applied for and received a charter in South Dakota for a trust company. And so we created Life Insurance Trust Company in November of 2017. And you know, really, our 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 goal was was pretty straightforward. We wanted to be a single focused entity that all we did was focus on insurance trusts. And and we and again, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of our our, our customers were saying, "Listen, can you guys service trustee? Can you take these accounts that maybe are not tied to a broader relationship, or accounts in some cases, all of the accounts as they seek to completely get out of that space?" And so. We've had some incredible growth since 2017. I think we've done 26 acquisitions uh, with financial institutions, and today you know, we're quickly uh, emerging as probably the largest uh, fiduciary of insurance trusts in the country. And so you know, our philosophy is, as I said, pretty straightforward. We will only accept insurance trusts. We really stay in our lane. We don't have eyes for the client's other assets. We're not you know, trying to build or develop a relationship you know, to enhance the value of that customer, we really stay focused just on insurance trust.
1: So, and Leah? So, yeah. Um, so would you say that that is what really is the differentiator between you and Litco and other sort of big bank corporate trustees that we maybe have seen um, serving as trustee?
0: Yeah, it is. And I think that, you know, just because we are single really focused, that, um, you know, it, it makes us have to do what we do I do it really well, and so that would be the, the the primary differentiator between us and other options out there.
1: That's helpful, thank you. Um, and you know, you your primary focus is life insurance trust. They they have unmatured policies in them, so that really that's a long term commitment. You know, we've been in the insurance space. I it's always fun to hear carriers talk about the oldest policy they have on the books. You know, it's been on the books for a hundred years. But how does that translate to you in terms of the longevity? This is a long-term commitment, and you know how to how do you sort of answer that question for clients?
0: You know, it, it's a great question. I I think it's it's startling to some to realize when you look at an insurance trust on average, we've learned uh, that their their existence is about 35 years on average, and so you know it's really important on the at the outset as you begin these relationships to really understand the goals uh, for that particular trust, and then to be able to communicate and monitor and then memorialize any changes to those goals and objectives, you know, over the course of 35 years. And it's kind of sad in a way because not all good intentions end up, you know, with the, with the result that was desired. And we see a lot of insurance trusts today that originate and uh, 30 years down the road as our clients get older and forgetful, and have a change of heart, perhaps, you know, they kind of lose sight of what that objective was. And unfortunately, that's when a lot of these insurance trusts, you know, um, fall apart is because um, they really haven't stayed tuned into what the benefits and the value of having that islet and then also taking care of it to ensure that it is there, you know, when uh, death does occur.
1: Mm-hmm. Right can tell you that if more than once had somebody call and say, the trust is missing, no one can find it, and the drafting attorney retired, and I just was thinking about what a relief it would be to be able to call you up and say, hey, can you send me a copy of the island and you've got that trust document and you have all the crummy notices and all of that paperwork that just, to your point, over the years gets lost as people get distracted and their lives change. And, you know, I... I also found it really interesting that you were talking about, we just do life insurance. That's our line of sight. We manage these trusts. We're not trying to get additional assets under management or do any of the other things. So that puts you in the position of having to really sort of manage the relationships between the clients between the advisors and you know the professionals that help all of these situations. And I'm gonna actually pivot to Ken and ask if you could talk about your experience with how Litco navigates all of the people that are involved in a life insurance trust from the beginning and through the duration of the trust.
2: Well, I, uh, I would say as far as navigating the relationships go, um, I would just go back to um, you know, responsive and helpful. And, um, you know, as far as getting the transaction done, and then uh, as far as, you know, ongoing administration and reporting, you know, it's just pretty seamless, you know, because they've got the systems and processes to support it. So that, that becomes sort of a, a, a non-issue because it's just um, pretty well automated. So... Um, you know, that's been our experience and uh, it's been a happy one, which is why we're doing the call today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And that's why we're excited to introduce you guys to the rest of the membership. Uh, Leon, do you serve as both initial trustee and would you step in as a successor trustee if, say that family trustee relationship goes sideways and you, they need someone to step in. Would, would your company do that?
0: It actually, we do a lot of that and it's, um, you know, it's our, our goal is to, is to become kind of that name brand trustee for Islets. And as, as our name gets out there and the experiences people have are positive, you know, we'll continue to see an increased number of these accounts where perhaps they want to relieve the ex business partner or the brother in law or the family member that's currently serving as the trustee in favor of Litco. Uh, And so, you know, as as a successor trustee, it really is a matter of the the mechanics of what does the document allow in terms of removal and appointment of a successor. And we certainly provide a quick review of those and provide a checklist and kind of a um, step-by-step process of what needs to occur for us to be named as that successor.
1: And then is there sort of a remediation process that you go through once you're named as successor? Do, you know, sometimes I would guess there are things that need to be cleaned up. Sort of, what is your approach to taking on a trust in that situation?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to do kind of an initial review, get an understanding of the condition of the policy. I mean, as, as you can imagine through acquisitions, you, get, you take it all. And so you get the good with the bad. And so, you know, we have a unique way of approaching kind of a pre-acceptance or a, do a kind of a quick risk uh, overview of each policy and try to establish through that change of naming of trustee, the new objectives of the trust and state the facts, they are to the parties of the trust. So it's really an opportunity to re-level the playing field through just good communication and understanding of the condition of the policy the expectations so on. So it's, it's really, it's not a negative experience. It can be a positive one. And as the successor trustee, it's an important step that we go through.
1: And what if there's, um funding through a split dollar agreement or crummy notices that haven't been sent out, do you have attorneys on staff that work with the client's attorneys or sort of how do you navigate that piece?
0: We do. We'll certainly want to see the underlying documents on those. And it's not uncommon to see, you know, a lack of documentation in the files when these come in. So we'll do our best to reestablish those and, and try to at least set a new A start date for let go as trustee going forward. But again, as uh, we do have access to those resources, we do have attorneys on staff that will help you know guide us through that process.
1: Good, that's wonderful. Um, So I imagine that everybody listening now is thinking about who who's the best client for this situation. You know, we do a lot of the I got a guy, I got a guy, and he needs this. So can you talk to me about some of your ideal I got a guys or client profiles that. Would be really good for um, working with you an ideal situation or give us some case studies?
0: Yeah, I think that you know our our market is certainly the high net worth market, although you know today, and with the sunset provisions on the horizon for federal to state taxes, there certainly brings a lot of folks that are probably middle America back into that equation. And uh, you know so our guy is anybody who has a desire to put an insurance policy into an irrevocable trust, you know, it's looking for a, a partner that understands that market, who's done more of this and has more experience in this space than any other provider, and that will benefit from that. And, you know, we utilize some advanced techniques as we get into, um, you know, the, the, the administration and the oversight of these. We'll look at premium optimization potential. We'll look for life expectancies, uh, getting actual certifications of life expectancies, usually later stages in the islet to make sure the funding is correct that we're either A, not overfunding the policy, or B, if there's a lack of funding to ensure that we've got some benefits for the beneficiaries. Because at the core of our role as the fiduciary is to protect the beneficiaries. I mean, our relationships with the advisor and the clients, but ultimately the boss is the beneficiary and that's who we really have to serve. Um, and I just wanted to ask John maybe to, to uh, weigh in on some examples of, of maybe some scenarios that would be a good, uh, example for you, for the partners group.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, for for a lot of the reasons you've already stated, um, you know, the management of of life insurance is a is a long term commitment and requires some some expertise and and skill. Certainly, um, you know that that most corporate trustees, other than Litco, uh, possess. And and so you know, um, you know, as Leon said, probably one of the number one issues that, that we run across in terms. Of the daily management of 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 tens of thousands of titlets is is really just uh, the grantors ultimately deciding to uh, to suspend funding, you know, no longer making trust contributions for whatever reason. There's there's um, you know the, a laundry list of, of reasons why a client w- m- might make that decision, but but ultimately it, it puts uh, puts advisors and, and and the trustee in a position to to really. Uh, figure out how best to, to maximize this this asset in light of, of of no additional premiums going forward. So I think a good example uh, that really you know illustrates the 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 process, as Ken alluded to, the the remediation process is just um, a, a, a case that recently came through. Uh, it was a three million dollar policy. It had, you know, cash value of about eight hundred thousand, and 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 the grantor is eighty three years old now, and just has made a decision to 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 uh, no longer make any further trust contributions. So so, uh, no premium payments are going to be made going forward, and uh, and and really digging into the the, the policy and reviewing the options. Um, you know, we, we ultimately looked at uh, what if we surrendered the policy and, and invested invested the cash? What if we, um, you know, allowed the policy to run at, at the current death benefit with no additional premium payments? And under that scenario, the policy uh, would run another 10 years or so under, under current assumptions. Um, you know, and then another option was looking at reducing the death benefit to an amount that uh, would carry the policy to maturity. Um, with, with with no additional premiums. and and, and that number uh, reduced the death benefit of eight hundred fifty thousand to a, to, a, to an amount of 2.15 million. Um, the, the advisor was actively invo- involved in this uh, in this um, uh, analysis as well and, and and took a look at the secondary market. and there weren't any uh, viable offers from from that uh, from that standpoint. And after an informal application, there wasn't really any more efficient options from a, a potential 1035 exchange. And, and so, uh, you know, a really thorough analysis of all available options, uh, a life expectancy uh, report was obtained um, as well and overlaid against all of those those various options. And, uh, and, and, and ultimately, the decision was made to, to reduce the death benefit to uh, to that, to that amount that was um, uh, uh, that would allow the policy to sustain uh, under under current assumptions to contract maturity. So um, preserving as much of that death benefit as possible, ultimately for the the, the beneficiaries of the trust and and uh, so that was you know a, a really good example of a, of a prudent uh, decision making process with the the facts and, and and information that was available at the time and. Um, and, uh, and and really speaks to you know how we uh, approach each and every case uh, from a, a policy management remediation perspective.
1: Yeah, I was I was thinking as you were talking about the case of, that it really speaks to how well you navigate that fiduciary responsibility. You know, there's no more premiums coming in. You have a responsibility to the beneficiaries what is the best way to manage that? And without really professional knowledgeable expertise behind it, that's a situation I think where a lot of individual or family trustees find themselves struggling to make a decision. So, you know, it, knowing that there's an organization like yours with the fiduciary duty and the experience, I think really will ease a lot of people's minds to you know, have you for some, some uh, to be able to rely on you, so.
3: Exactly. And,
1: Yeah, yeah. So thank you for sharing that story. I appreciate it. Um, We're nearing the end of our podcast for today. And I wanted to let our audience know that Leon sent over several materials that we'll include in the email that launches this podcast. So you can get additional information about Litco. And as I'm sure you're all wondering, you can find out how to reach these guys because having a professional trustee that will manage a life insurance policy in an islet is something that a lot of individuals have called and really need because not everybody has access to professional guidance like Litco provides. So Leon, I'd like to ask if there's anything else you'd like to leave our audience with before we say goodbye today?
0: No, I just thank you for the opportunity. And uh, if anyone has a question or wants to speak with us directly, the information will be on the collateral material that you will distribute out. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you in the future. Thank you.
1: Thank you for joining us. And Ken, thank you for joining us today and for introducing all of us to Litco and to the services they provide.
2: You're very welcome. It's my pleasure to do so. Like I said, we've had a great experience and I think the member firms uh, also will, and this is especially important going forward uh, with the changes in the tax law, the democratization of the estate tax and the need for life insurance and qualified trustees to serve. And Um, I also think it's a sustainability issue. You know, member firms, you know, struggle with succession often. And the probably the most sensitive area for succession is these trustee relationships on islets. And I think a lot of us uh, will sleep better knowing that this is uh, capably taken care of probably well beyond our respective careers.
1: Absolutely. I think that that really will allow our member firms as well as their clients and the advisors, a lot of comfort and peace of mind. So thank you so much for the introduction today. I really appreciate everyone's time.